Welcome to another episode of No Thanks But Yes, chill conversations with splendid people. This podcast features the many faces, voices, and pathways of recovery from problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. Uh, well, thank you so much for saying yes. Welcome. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, um, I said thanks for saying yes. I don't know how many times I can say that, but you know what, uh, Zico, so glad to have you here on No Thanks But Yes. We introduce ourselves. Who the heck are you? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wear a bunch of different hats, I guess. Um, but firstly, I'm Zico Singleton. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, an auntie, um, I'm a partner, and I'm also a harm reductionist. I'm a disruptor of social norms. I'm an agitator, and um, I'm a woman in recovery, and that's what I lead with every single day. I'm just super grateful for so many things. So... That's a smidge of who I am. <laughs> that's, that's quite a smidge. I think it was <laughs> splendid. You know, I ask folks, you know, tell, tell me who you are. I send a little note, whatever that, uh, you know, quick something, something is. And it, you have some splendid words in there. I'm looking forward oh. to unpacking for sure. Well, thank um, you. Usually I get a little bit into how we met but or how we... Uh, yeah, uh, but we really haven't met each other. We got connected and uh, we're just getting to know each other. So I'm super excited yeah. about that. So am I. I'm I'm big on connections. I'm, I'm big on and I, I just don't believe in coincidence and happenstance. I believe that, you know, without sounding too new agey, um, you meet the people that you're supposed to meet when you're supposed to meet them. So Shout out to Keith Murphy, um, <laughs> who I met through an amazing seminar um, called Soul Circle, connected to VCU's Rams and Recovery, of which I'm a member. Um, so it's collegiate-based recovery for folks who identify as being in recovery. And it's one of the best things in my life. So right. thanks, Keith. <laughs> thanks, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I, I work with Keith, uh, work and play with Keith on the Recovery Policy Collaborative through the O'Neill Institute at Georgetown Law Center. And, That's what's uh, up. Yeah, I'm glad that he uh, introduced us. Um, I'm no stranger to collegiate recovery myself. I, uh, uh, when I went to grad school at UNC Chapel Hill and, and engaged with uh, with the Collegiate Recovery Center there. And um, when I was with Addiction Professionals of North Carolina, we went about deliberately um, supporting the spread and enhancement and expansion of collegiate recovery. Um, but y'all got it going on where you are, for sure. I love, I love it. There's a robust community here in Richmond at VCU. Shout out to Tom Banner. Um, I'm also doing internship with Tom right now, but he's a... Um, He's a close personal friend and he and I collaborate on a lot of work-related events together. So it just feels like a lot of things have come full circle. Um, I'm just, you know, just gratitude. I, I wish I had another word that I could use um, okay. to describe where I am 
as we'll opposed to five years ago. We'll you know? find it. We'll find we, it. We, yeah. Shout we, out we'll to Tom to too. Shout out to Tom, Thomas Bannard. We got history too. Uh, he and I, so we, we know yeah. that we know the same people, but we, we know the same people <laughs> and the time has come for yep. us to intersect. Yeah, I believe that. Yes. So you said that you are a person in recovery. You identify as a person in recovery, right? I do. Right on. Well, you know what? Uh, what does recovery mean to you? What does that mean? So what I know, um, I'm, I'm, I come from a background of 12-step fellowship, but um, what I know is that, and that um, what I'm sure you can appreciate as well, is that recovery is not linear. Um, and in doing the work that I do, if it means that someone is proactive and coming to get new sterile using supplies, that is recovery to me. Uh, I don't want to diminish that. I think that's a huge, huge success when people... Um, empower themselves and come and say, hey, I need some Narcan. I need some Fent test strips. Um, I think anytime you lessen risks of risky behavior and, and you, in your own voice, ask for what you need. And um, I think that's a big, big deal because too often folks who are using um, have had their voices snatched from them. They aren't seen, they aren't heard. And anytime you're proactive and asking for what you need, um, that's recovery to me, you know? So for me, recovery means being an abstinence-based recovery. And that works for me. Um, but I'm always super intentional about shouting out folks for um, what they may not even consider to be recovery or um, oriented type decisions. And I think that we need to take a look at, you know, what that means. You know, just the smallest change can just dramatically change a person's life, you know. So recovery has many meanings. Mm. And for me, it means being abstinence-based. All right. Right on. It was a really lengthy answer <laughs> to a question, no. but, you no, know, but... there's no short answer for that. No. Well, no. But I'm digging into how much you valued um, the voice of individuals coming and stating their needs and desires, this business of autonomy and personal empowerment. And it sounds like that's... I mean, I was picking up from your talking about it. That's something that you value, you see as part of recovery and, and maybe as part of your own recovery too. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you speak up for yourself? <laughs> I'm no shrinking violet. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and I'm proud of that. Um, think as a woman, a black woman, a black woman in recovery who co-coordinates the largest harm reduction program in Virginia speaks to that. Um, I, I, I have to be super assertive and confident. And oftentimes it's looked at as angry black woman syndrome, you know, that, that same yeah. tired trope. Yeah. I go through that a lot. I mean, I live in Virginia, <laughs> the birthplace of the Confederacy. So <laughs> Um, when I first started in this field, I used to get a lot of pushback, some subtle, some not so subtle, and it still happens, but the success of our program speaks to the leadership that I'm able to provide because who better to be in these spaces 
than a person in with lived experience or, or as Keith Murphy would say, lived expertise. So um, I'm familiar with the areas that we serve. I know a huge percentage of our population and um, yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of this program. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me more about all that. I appreciate you uh, telling me about your recovery and your lens on recovery and also your, your, your uh, ethos of, of serving all, respecting all, dignifying all, valuing all. That's where it's at, the intersection of harm reduction and recovery and uh, the intersection of compassion and hope. I, I love sure. this business. Uh, sure. Um, Tell me more about what you're doing. Um, a really good example of <clears throat> making sure that I remind folks that they have agency, that they have autonomy is um, on any given outreach day, we'll see about 80 to 100 people. So we're going to see about 80 people tonight when we do it, when we have our outreach. And um, when people come up to the table, sometimes they'll just say, hey, I need everything. And I ask people to be intentional, you know, because it, on the one hand, it makes it easier for us. We can write down everything that they need. Someone can get their supplies ready. But I try to also remind people, hey, this is your program. We're here to serve you. Um, tell me exactly what you need. Don't just leave it up to me. And I think that that happens too much with, people's in, with people in certain communities and populations where it's just, here, take this and be happy with it. You know, no. Um, tell me which size gauge syringes you prefer. Tell me whether or not you prefer nasal Narcan or intramuscular Narcan. Let's talk about this because I believe it gives power back to the individual because way too often when I was still in active use, I was totally unseen and unheard. This is how I felt. And um, it's, it's time to shift that, you know, everyone deserves basic kindness. I tell my staff all the time, we might be the kindest spot in a participant's day. And we need always remember that. And um, I'm just a big proponent of agency and autonomy and, and reclaiming your power. Tell me what you need and let me provide that for you. Big on that. I'm big on it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad to hear it. I will acknowledge that I wasn't always as focused on that as I am now. Also coming up in some of the same communities that you may have come up through in your recovery. And um, But I'm delighted at where I am now and excited about where my growth will take me. Uh, the more people that I meet. Right on. I love to hear things like that. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Autonomy, uh, power. Um, respect, kindness. There's always time for kindness. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis uh, uh, was a guest on this show, uh, uh, one of RuPaul's all-stars. Okay, yeah, I, I'm familiar with Kasha's name. <laughs> there's always time for kindness. And you talk about, you know, the sometimes the seemingly deliberate nature of intersecting in this uh, in this world. I have been steeped in conversations with people today about, you know, this business of compassion and grace, but as but as human actions, as human attributes, you know, um, 
may may have divine origins for some people's lenses, but seeing it in action is just such a powerful thing and an evidence-based thing in harm reduction outreach. Um, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, the week that I got clean, um, cause this is the verbiage I use when I got clean. Um, I was locked up. Um, I was just at the very end of the road and I just, I'm not a hugely religious woman. I'm spiritual more than anything, but I just remember crying out. If you hear me and if you can help me get it together, I promise I'll reach back and help somebody else. And I never realized that that prayer, that whatever I uttered to the universe would totally shape the trajectory of where my life has, where I am now. Um, just never in my wildest dreams. I, I just didn't see it. I always knew that I had the potential to serve and to lead and to do something um, that was meaningful and impactful for people like me, for my community, for my tribe, for my people, and never saw this coming. And um, <laughs> it's 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 a whole thing. My my family is totally immersed in what I do. My children help table at different events, and I have adult children. Um, my sister has gone off into the peer world. She's not in recovery. My sister has never had a substance use disorder. Um, it's just, just the, the residual effects of what my life has shaped into has just spread. And, um, that's, I say that with no ego. I just say it as, um, this is necessary and important work. And, um, I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Just, just the conversations that take place, um, the policies that are changed, the just everything, just everything. You you don't have to suffer in silence. Um, yeah, right just a lot of different beautiful things that happen within within my program that I couldn't be more. I'm I'm like a proud mom, <laughs> you know, you know, with this program, and um, it's just one of the best things in my life right now. That's awesome. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about what you're doing in this space right now? Is that? Uh... Yeah. So, you know, I think that the meat and the potatoes of the program are needles and Narcan. We go way beyond that. Um, for those who are ready and who ask for it, um, we provide treatment. You know, so where a person has struggled with the red tape, the insurance, the waiting for bed space, we're able to flex our names and where we work and we can get somebody into treatment that same day. What I understand is that might be the difference between um, life or death sometimes for some folks. Um, we have a huge coat drive going on right now. We have snacks. We have fresh water. Um we have a listening ear. Um, our entire team is comprised of certified peers and my co-coordinator is a social worker. Um, we're able to hold space for people who need it. And for those who don't want to, you know, have any resources or what they just want to cop and bop and get their bag, that's fine too. But when people need linkage to care because we provide hep C and HIV testing, we can do that as well. So when we say we're comprehensive, we mean it. It's not performative. There's no boutique work going on here. 
we're boots on the ground and we meet people where they are, period. Meet people where they are, period. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like uh, strong work and I can't wait to come up to your neck of the woods and check it out if you'll if you'll allow me to just hang out because it sounds you like have an open invite open invite oh open invite. that's great there's a great pie shop in richmond i i need to go back to too yeah is it proper pie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had some pretty good pie there some years ago it's been a while the t-shirt's starting to get a little faded too i need to get another i've heard the reviews it's just time for me to go and check it out i don't live far from there so it's time for me to go well, on your you, recommendation, I'm going. If, if you think that's what you want to do. <laughs> I'll try it out. I'll try it out. You, you don't have to convince me for something good too okay. much. You know, I don't need a lot of convincing. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's part of what I do for fun. You know, when I travel, I hit a, I'll hit a recovery community center or some other initiative locally, try to hit a pie shop locally, you know, walk in the woods, balance, listen. Self-care. So, yeah, tell me... Uh, you're involved in some real, real uh, feeling work. Um, what do you do for fun? And what, what do you do to take care of you if it's any of my business? Oh, no, I'm happy. To <laughs> this is always such a hard thing for me to answer. Tom is really intentional about me naming what my self-care routines are. Um, I guess one of the biggest things is that I can travel again. Um, for so long, I couldn't travel. I was, at, you know legally I was not allowed to travel and so I have taken about six or seven cruises in the past two years um I read a lot I shop too much um and I go for massages now you know just small things that just really really make me happy so I've I've stepped out of um comfort zones and just allowed myself to be I love it. I love it. I used to get massages. And then one day, uh, uh, this place, they said, you ever try a facial? And I said, I got an hour and a half. They're like, no, hour and a half. And I sat down for hour and a half facial. That's all I get now. Really? <laughs> oh, my. It, it's something. Treating my daughter to one. My daughter is um, a junior at Virginia Union University. So we're going for the mommy-daughter massage and facial thing in a couple of weeks. So, you know, she deserves some self-care. Nice. Pampering too. You know, she's Dean's list. I'm like, okay, let, let's just go ahead and do it. So yeah. I know, love it. I love, I love that. Be intentional about self-care, but also that um, it's not prescribed by anyone. Right. Yeah. We just you can make that, it up yourself. Yeah. As leaders, I mean, uh, is, is, is our duty to give our people time and space to do yep. what they need to do to take care of themselves and not prescribe it. And it sounds like you've cobbled together some really splendid things. I'm delighted to hear that whatever yeah, entanglements, you, whatever entanglements you had before uh, no longer disallow you to travel. I'm excited to hear that for you. That's freedom. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, um, I asked you what you do for work, what you do for fun. We talked about some of the splendid people we have in common and, and the, um, and the, uh, the, what is the word? Not, not luck, but the, um, 
I'm gonna have to edit this out. But anyway, just the the splendid nature of 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 interfacing uh, with intention outside of our own efforts. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm gonna have to put that on a t-shirt. I'm big on t-shirt. <laughs> I'm looking for a word, but anyway, um, yeah. So, well, listen, um, uh. Before we do uh, uh, the drop the mic moment, the final message for listeners, is there anything that I, is there anything that I missed? No. Um, no. no, you ask really good questions and I appreciate them. Um, do you do like a final type this thing? Is, this is it. So tell me, Zico, <laughs> do you have a final message for our millions and millions of listeners? Oh, wow. No pressure, right? <laughs> um, I think I can just be succinct in saying, be kind. Um, with everything that's going on right now in this whole big, beautiful world, um, just to be kind. And, and that can look like anything. To me, kindness is a granola bar to a participant. We may be their only food source for that day. It may be remembering one of our participants' birthdays. Um, it's always a cab meeting where we have participants come and I order decadent food and we just eat. We hold space for each other. We talk. Um, and it's a new warm winter coat. You know, um, service is kindness. And just keeping someone in your thoughts and if you and if you pray, that's kindness too. Um, just so many different ways to deliver kindness because we all need it. Um, and I just try to live like that, just to be kind because life is hard, but life is really, really beautiful too. Life is hard, but life is beautiful too. Be kind, yeah. hold space, break bread. Yep. Yep. Get a cup of coffee, like, you know. Yeah. Just be good to people. Be good to people. <laughs> I, I think that that might be the title of this episode. Be good to people. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for it. I like that one. I like that one, too. <laughs> I like that one, too. I'll test it out. <laughs> okay. Well, I tell you what, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Uh, I think you're doing amazing work. I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad that we met, and I'm excited to see where this goes, and I hope to see you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you taking time with me, too, to, to talk about something that I talk about all day long, but um, somebody somewhere ne needs to hear this, so thank you. I like that. Right. <laughs> Take care, man. Thanks for listening to another amazing episode. No Thanks But Yes is non-monetized and unaffiliated. Available everywhere you stream excellent podcasts. Remember to subscribe today and tell all your friends about it. <laughs>